It's been a while, brides. My brides. We are brides of Christ, if you were wondering. All right, so welcome back. How has life been? It's been quite a while. It's been a few weeks, probably a month. What's been going on? So the last episode, it was definitely like the end of a season and um, stepping into a new season. And in this new season, I definitely had been, we could say, purpose chasing, searching for purpose. And I mean, it's crazy because I knew my purpose. I've known it since I was probably 14, and but um, faith is the substance of things unseen. So sometimes when you're walking by faith, and because you, you're walking by faith when you can't see something, and when you can't see something, sometimes it's hard to keep pressing, you know? It's like, man, like, I literally don't see it. Um, this is wild, right? Um, and it's like, how do you keep pressing forward into something? that you can't even see um the one thing i do have to say about that is like you need community i've been in isolation and um even if you find community through online through social media through the cloud i like to call it the cloud i've definitely been watching a lot of documentaries i've been getting up on my sciencey stuff y'all my journalist side has been popping out okay we like to be led by the spirit here holy spirit i just invite your presence into this moment i invite you to speak through me i ask that you would just give me understanding and that you would like let wisdom flow out of me to pour not only into me but into others and whoever's watching this okay so yes i you know i've been walking by faith i haven't been able to see what's going on there's no proof Sometimes that's really easy for the enemy to come in and try to distract you. But God actually will kind of confirm it, but you have to learn, you have to seek his presence and understand what his presence feels like and understand how he communicates with you. When you know how God speaks to you and you can clearly hear his voice, walking in faith isn't that like hard. Okay, it's hard, but he will confirm it time and time again. Like he's never going to just like leave you he never leaves you he'll never leave or forsake you oh man oh man i took some notes and we're just gonna dive into these notes because i've been going through all these different emotions and whatnot all right this is my rocket book man i mean i could talk about how i keep i've packed my stuff up three times i think it was just a test every time has been a test because god never tests you but the enemy will test you like, we're talking Job seasons here. Job is somebody that got was one of God's faithful servants. And the devil came up to God and said, can I, um, I bet you he'll curse you, right? And God said, he won't. Try him. And Job lost everything. He lost his family, his home, everything. And he never cursed God. Even his friends called him crazy. They're like, you must have done something wrong. And it was just like the enemy was just attacking him to try to get him to turn his back on God it's a job season the enemy will come in and try to take everything from you just to try to get you to turn your back on god but trust and believe that everything you lose from the enemy god is going to return and i want to say sevenfold i just opened up to this page i've been mm, writing like a madman 
I mean, my notes are just all over the place. I actually stopped using my rocket book for a little bit because I was at the coffee shop. There's a coffee shop I love. Um, a double espresso is a dollar fifty. I can afford that, you know, a dollar fifty, and I get to sit in the coffee shop for a few hours. Totally. Um, and I was sitting there reading my devotional, and it actually is crazy because it messed up the flow that I was in. Um, cause I was reading a proverb a day, like, and I was really like on top of it and I was like journaling and like taking notes. So that way I could come back and like talk about the notes that I took. Right. Um, and this lady came up to me and started talking to me and she was like a Christian. She's like, oh my gosh, you're reading your Bible. And she was like, you just remind me of me. And she was telling me about all this stuff that happened to her three years ago and how she was there because, you know, a year ago something happened and she couldn't figure out why she was upset. And it was because of a memory she just never healed from. And um, that's definitely a message for me. She everything. She sat down and talked to me for two hours. It was crazy. She, she invited me to this like mental health conference and I didn't go because... I don't know. God was like, no, don't go to the conference. Drive to D.C. So this lady talks to me for two hours at the coffee shop. She's like, oh, we're having a mental health conference on Sunday, Saturday. You should come. And I'm like, OK, definitely was going to go. It was ten dollars. I actually didn't have ten dollars in cash. And I was like, you know what? Maybe they'll like take a card number or something. And as I'm driving there, God is like, no, go to D.C. So I went to D.C. But it was cool because um driving up there I, I guess i'm going on a tangent but um I, we're flowing with the spirit here i was listening to like a podcast as i was driving up there and i was learning and god was speaking to me and it was like really awesome and then i got there and then god was speaking to me and it was just really awesome and <laughs> then i came home it was crazy though because when i was in dc i saw, there was so many different protests going on but the craziest one i saw was like these people like with the anarchy flags when i saw those people walking around with the purge mask on and like the anarchy flags saying we're gonna like bring chaos what is going on why are you walking around the capital of the united states like this is the purge cop cars were like escorting them and everything i'm like okay this is organized chaos <laughs> and yeah it reminded me of gotham city because think about it like i don't know if y'all saw the last um joker movie where um there was like all these riots and stuff and then the joker showed up and then everybody like kind of like started blowing stuff up and like the joker got away but like think about it dc is like the dc universe and then like dc literally like district of columbia anarchy then i dressed up as the joker from the last joker movie i want to say three halloweens ago that's crazy three i was just like i don't know why you have me here god but like this is so fitting because like literally sometimes like i'll go on these adventures with god and um it just feels like sometimes i'm just like a like a little like person exploring earth and it's like wow you're taking me here god why are we going here um it's like a treasure map but i don't actually know what the treasure is or where we're going because i don't know the plan but i know that god's in control and he's trying to show me something i don't know i guess it's that expectancy of walking like that awe and wonder and it, it, i'm just expectant for god to say something i'm like what are you showing me why are we here um yeah and i ended up just walking around and i ended up walking in front of the white house I didn't even plan to go to the White House. I was just walking. I was like, why am I at the White House? This is so weird. What? 
what is going on? What does the president have to do with anything? And then I went to a museum that was in front of the White House. And then eventually, like, my parking ran up, so I had to go back to my car. There was definitely, I guess, a consequence from that, that trip, though. I ended up, like, getting injured. Um, hmm, maybe that was God trying to show me something. Ooh, I didn't even look at it from that perspective. And why did I go to D.C.? that's the key but god let me go that's the thing i'd be asking god stuff and he's like go ahead and go because he sees my heart but he's like i see your heart but every action has a reaction so there's gonna be consequences when you do stuff so now looking back at it was going to dc worth it it was worth it but was it necessary I can make this statement. It's necessary because God allowed it. The doubt and the fear that I had before I went to D.C. still remained after I left D.C. It's almost like that doubt and fear had a um, the effect of it was like losing my faith. And then I got confused and I'm like, God, why do I still live here? What is going on? I don't want to live here anymore. And I'm trying to rush the process and not actually live in the moment. And I'm trying to do all these things. And God's like, no, you're completely missing the point. Why are you missing the point? Because your girl has a lust issue. And it's not like, I want to say like a lust, lust. Yeah, it's a lust issue. I'm not going to cap. <laughs> I have a problem, y'all. I guess I'm just going to be transparent. I'm not going to sit here and try and act like I'm perfect because I'm not. And it's like my lust issue is not like a lust, lust issue it's a like subliminal and what did this lust issue actually stem from well in unfortunate news i found out some things about my family there's a lack of love and i don't know if you've ever experienced this or if you experienced this and if you do i'm so sorry because it's so heartbreaking when there's like a lack of love in your home you kind of don't have that reassurance to tell you like, hey, you're doing good or to guide you. that validation that usually comes from your family. And it's OK because God will validate you. God is a father to the fatherless. OK, when you're not getting that validation from your family. Oh, trust and believe you are chosen. Trust and believe that God has something for you and he has called you because you are his child. And, you know. Every person has their own struggles and battles that they fight with. And generational curses are a real thing. But like God will choose you to be the one to break the curse. That's why you feel isolated from your family. That's why they don't like you. That's why they don't understand you. Because sometimes, let's be real, older generations, people get stuck in their ways. They think that they know everything. And some people just think that their knowledge and life experience asserts their position it's just like god raises you up god elevates you worldly like authority is nothing in the kingdom of heaven you can seem important on this world on this earth but even the most richest people like are their inheritance in heaven isn't as great as like some of the poorest people on this earth is a faith thing it's a relationship with god thing um so when people try to just like shove their knowledge on you and shove their importance on you it's just 
bad because God doesn't operate like that. And you'll start to notice it as your relationship with God grows. People aren't going to be able to manipulate you as much because the only time manipulation works is when somebody, when you think that you're lesser than someone, so you just automatically listen to them. And sometimes you do that out of love. Sometimes you just love people enough to say, you know what, I love you, so, and I pity you. There's a difference between love and pity, and that's a whole nother conversation because I'm going on tangents right now. <laughs> love and pity are two different things. You can think that you love someone, but the whole time you're just pitying them. You can pity some someone so much that you let them manipulate you. You're just like, I want them to feel value. I want them to feel loved because they clearly just don't know what love is or haven't experienced it or whatever their issue is. Yeah, so finding out that there's like a lack of love and a lack of literal empathy in your family and that everybody lives for pleasure rather than, I call it, I want to live to work, not work to live because there's a lot of people that go to work every day and they do like the whole nine to five and they work five days a week just so they can come home, watch TV, eat food and like relax and live life. I don't want to do all that. I want to live to work. I want my job to be something that I'm passionate about that makes a difference that actually fills me and fills other people. I want my job in my life to be like I want God to be able to pour into me and then I pour out to somebody else and then they can pour into someone else. And then, you know, it keeps continuing on. I want my life and my work to be a source of life, to be a source of healing. Ooh, ooh, that's so good. Look, because if nobody's there to hype you up, you got to hype yourself up. All right. Sometimes you don't have that person in your ear to, t- to encourage you, but you just got to say, you know what? Like, I'm like that. It's like that. Like. Other people aren't going to see it. That's what faith is for. But this is what the devil tries to do when you're surrounded by people that don't see your true identity because look Jesus said a prophet is recognized everywhere but his hometown so your home and your family and the people that grew up around you are not going to see you for who God has called you to be they're not going to see you for your heavenly authority they're not going to see the Jesus on the inside of you so when you're around a bunch of people that don't see you for who you really are and who God has called you to be the devil's going to try to use their ignorance their quirks their wickedness to try to like speak down on you so I'm going to use my real life as an example. I was sitting in the kitchen and I have a family member that specifically just likes to randomly bring up the fact that I was a dancer. Knowing that that's something I'm not trying to be anywhere. That's something that was a season of my life that God's going to use so I can reach people. And like you just keep bringing it up. Stop bringing it up. And I had told this person specifically multiple time and time again. Stop bringing it up. I don't want to hear about it. I had a friend that called me and she was outside the club and I literally had to stop talking to her because she called me and she kept bringing that up. And sometimes you have to make that boundary. There's a boundary. You keep telling me about how I was a dancer, what you feel. You still look at me like I'm a dancer. And it got in my head so much because of who it was that said it to me that I literally continue. I packed up everything and I kept questioning. Maybe God wants me to be a dancer. I mean, it can't be that bad. It can't be that against the word. Because if I go in Matthew and Jesus says it's important to be kind to all. That's the key to love others as you love yourself. Love the Lord your God and love others as you love yourself. But then it's just the whole question of, I mean, if I'm going to the club and I'm dancing to love people, 
then it's not that bad of a problem, right? And that's the thing. The enemy uses it. says, yeah, see, look, it's not that bad. Just like he said to Eve when she ate the apple, he said, look, it most certainly won't kill you, but you'll just know the difference between good and evil. Because I sit there and I think and I said, oh, maybe... You know, if I'm there to pour into people because there's so many like suicidal men, there's so many bad people because I'm over here justifying why it was okay for me to be a stripper and the good that God used out of it to say, maybe I should just go back because somebody kept bringing it up. Right. And this is the thing. (laughs) It's like the reality of being a dancer. Yeah, there are those people that actually like need somebody to talk to. But other than those few select people, you know what we were doing? We're in there, you're twerking, you're on your knees. When you're in that mode of dancing, you're not doing it because you want to pour into people. It's a whole different switch. It's a switch. You might not understand it. You could even say like when you're at a party, you're at a college party. Even maybe you're in high school, you're at a party in your town and you're twerking on people. There's a switch that goes off. I don't know necessarily what it feels like for men, but there's that switch. I guess I could try to say this from a male perspective. You said, oh, one girl and there's another girl. One girl you value, another girl you don't value. What do you do with the girl you don't value? You treat her like an object. The other girl that you value, you value her and you said, oh, I'm not going to do that. Like, I respect you. There's a difference when you start. Ooh, it's a respect thing. So. When you are dancing and the people start throwing the money, it's almost like you stop respecting yourself and you just get, it's like, you just turn into like, I guess a dog. That's really the best way I could put it. It's just, you just, you're not there no more. You just, when I was dancing, I wouldn't go into that all the time. There was a few times where I did because one time my brother showed up at the club. That pissed me off, y'all. My brother showed up at the club I was working at and had the audacity to ask me to not get on stage. Who you gonna ask me to not get on stage? You walking up into my job? Why are you even at the club? Like, but it was just like, no, if you're gonna do this, I'm gonna just be straight up disrespectful because you shouldn't be in here and you're stepping into my bounds, into my territory. Why are you even at my club? But yeah, it's a respect thing. And who are you disrespecting when you do that? You're disrespecting God. Because he paid a price for you. Jesus paid a price for you. He bought you. And you're selling yourself to all these men. And God's already paid the price for you. So why are you reselling yourself to someone else? And if you're not selling out to God, then you're selling out to the devil. It's either of the kingdom or it's not of the kingdom of God. There is no in between. God's already bought you. So go be his. And then you have to read your Bible and see what the lovers of God actually do. What is righteousness look like what are the fruits of the spirit i said when you start walking in your calling and you're, i want god to fill me and then fill somebody pour it into somebody else and then into somebody else that's what is it oh get off of me i'm sorry y'all y'all gotta give me a second it's just like you know like when you have a conversation with somebody and then you just feel like you just feel refreshed i feel so refreshed and i'm moving my hands i don't do this where was i what were we talking about you're selling yourself out to people for this money guess what that gives you in exchange for doing all of this disrespectful stuff to yourself not only yourself but to god you are getting validation from the customers you're getting validation from the money that you're getting and 
it just stems back from you weren't getting validated at home so you went somewhere where you were getting validated it could look like a club it could like you're a good writer so you join a writer's club you're a good cook so you start cooking at a restaurant you go somewhere and you look for this validation that you didn't get from home and that's what you're fueling and you're filling yourself up on when the thing and the person that validates you is god the father his name is yahweh jesus like he's where your validation comes from and it takes that step of stepping out of the worldly culture stepping out of what society says stepping out of what those people in your family and what those people from your hometown said about you and saying what does God say about me who does God say that I am and when you see your identity in Christ that is when he starts to fill you and you can fill others up because you're not drawing your validation from this like pit of just dust like you're not even getting validated you're just eating like dust like you're just drinking juice you ever notice like you drink juice and then you still are dehydrated like stop drinking soda 24 7 and then drink some water that comes from the living water of the holy spirit from the fountain of god and then you'll actually be refreshed jesus said i if you drink from me you'll never thirst again Oh, that's so good. But seriously, you got to dedicate your life to God. Devote yourself to the kingdom, to his righteousness. Leave your old self life behind. Jesus makes everything make sense. Oh, I got one more part to talk about on this. I had this whole thing where I was trying to understand the Internet. And I'm like, they're using their they. And who was they? I guess they would be the devil, honestly, because there's either the kingdom of god or the kingdom of darkness so i'm gonna say they and i'm gonna classify it as the devil what is the devil distracting us from and i was just like well to figure out what he's distracting us from i feel like the internet is being used to distract us because you know the algorithm is set up like personalized ads personalized feed personalized posts they literally are manipulating you to get you to stay on social media what are you distracting us from and i'm like well to see what he's distracting us from, we have to actually understand what is our purpose as humans? What were we created for? And we could go far as far back as Genesis with Adam and Eve, which I didn't even think about as I'm saying it like right now. Um, Adam and Eve, what were their purpose? Wow, that's a good question. I'm going to have to do an episode about that or something because wow okay because i don't have time to google it right now like i said I, we got eight seven minutes and 58 seconds left on the clock all right it's ticking so what's humanity's purpose right that's the first question and at the time when i thought about this and i was wondering the holy spirit led me to ask why did god have to send jesus and it's like don't you know that because you know sin and to die for our sins but it was more than just that. Jesus was a model for how we're supposed to live out our lives devoted to God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Or the and the light. The life and the light. Oh, Jesus was literally the perfect man. He was the only sinless person that ever lived. Looking at how Jesus lived gives us 
God's blueprint for how we are supposed to live. Jesus never ran anywhere. Most of the times he was off kind of isolated, praying in prayer with the father. And he just loved God and loved people and did the father's work. You know, he taught and he explained the kingdom of God to people because a lot of us are blind and don't understand how the how God's kingdom works. We don't see heaven on earth. Like we're so caught up in the earth realm that we don't see heaven as this real place that we're going to go to. Earth is God's footstool. And um, this is something I thought about with climate change because I was like all these people politicians and I'm not getting into politics but I'm talking about climate change they say vote for me so we can stop climate change they don't actually tell us what climate change is happening from climate change is happening because of the internet because the internet uses three times the amount of fuel as the entire airline industry globally okay one google search is like having a light bulb on for three days now you do the math on everything else that we do we stream netflix we google search how many google searches a day how many light bulbs is that you feel and um you know it's run off oil and it's just like why don't they use solar power because why would we stop using oil if there's still oil i'm using the the resource that we have until it's dried up okay And honestly, the earth is God's footstool. God does not care about this earth. So like we're sitting here trying to preserve the earth when the earth literally got Jesus is going to come back and like destroy everything. Why are y'all sitting here caring about the earth so much? Do some talk about something that matters. The kingdom of heaven, the fact that Jesus is coming back, the fact that judgment day is a real thing. The fact that we're all going to come face to face with the father one day and he's going to say, what did you do with your life? Like, what did you do? Did we will be held accountable for it, our every action that we made our entire life? And we're sitting here talking about climate change. God does not care about climate change. We don't even understand. You care so much about climate change and you don't even understand what causes climate change. You're like, the ice caps are going to melt and it's going to flood the earth. Well, God said in Genesis that he would that he would never f- kill all of humanity by flood again. So clearly Jesus is going to come back before all of the ice caps melt. If that's your concern, that's ruled out biblically. And it's just like, it's going to make some parts of earth inhabitable. Um, isn't Antarctica already inhabitable? Does anyone live there? No. So if the places are inhabitable, we'll just move to where it is habitable. I'll go live somewhere else. It's like, Climate change is really not that big of an issue and so many people waste their time. The animals and the sea life. Well, it says in Revelation that a third of the sea life is going to die because the water will be turned to blood. So I don't see why you guys care so much. It's just like it doesn't matter. (laughs) But yeah, back to finish up all of this stuff. I was talking about a lack of love in the home. God is the only thing is the only person that loves you. If you're looking for friends is what the note I'm going to end it on. Friendships come with purpose. When you look at real people that are living like the call of God on their life, the most important thing is their family, not like having friends. I get it. You're single and you're sad and you're lonely because you have no friends. You'll get community as you walk in your purpose. So start the business start the blog, start the company, 
and then you'll be around people that have the same dreams visions and goals as you and you'll be able to have community you know you have a hobby join a club with that hobby but don't search for validation join it because you just love the craft and like appreciate other people's success and be happy for others you know don't sit here and just be like oh well that's good for you nobody likes a sorrow puss bro just be happy for somebody else and then as you he like pour into someone else god you'll get poured back into and god will pour into you this selfish culture like don't be a narcissist bruh like love people love the lord your god and love others as you love yourself god loves you so much that he gave his only son for you so that you could have eternal life in relationship with him So the fact that he did that, love God because God, you loved me first. And since God loved you first, you should just love others first. <laughs> I love you guys so much. I really hope this podcast spoke to you. Um, check back next time. Turn on post notifications because I do not have a set thing for when I'm releasing episodes. But um, yeah, it's great to see you guys later. I do have one more thing to say. Why do I keep copying people? I googled it. Yeah, that's a light bulb. Why do I keep copying people? However, there's also a biological reason we tend to copy the people around us without even realizing it. Some research suggests that humans have a mirror neuron system, which allows humans to learn through imitation. So I've been learning. That's why I keep copying. It's fine. Okay, deuces.